This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the H2P Podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I am your host, Chris Carter, the the lead Pitt beat writer on football and basketball, as well as Steelers beat writer and NFL analyst on DKPittsburghSports.com. If you're listening to this show, thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are hosted. Remember to read us five stars and leave us a positive comment along with that rating. It really helps out all of the shows on this platform. So, it's Sunday, June 27th. We are well into summer now. I mean, officially, summer actually just started, but you know what I mean. It's hot outside. It's nice. People are going back out. Still being cautious. Got to make sure that you're socially distancing and washing hands and stuff. But it's nice to be out, not having to wear masks everywhere you go, and being able to see other people. So that's going on. But in that time, Pit Hoops has some interesting things going on for them. Now, the thing that we're waiting for that will be an event at some point uh something that we that we do have something to look forward to um when it comes to new things that happen this summer is the nba draft and we're saying that because we know justin champagne has declared for the nba draft he participated in the nba scouting combine the draft itself also is july 29th so we'll know if he gets drafted at that time now You guys have heard me talk about Justin's decision to go to the NBA, how I do think he's a heck of a talented dude. Uh, My biggest concerns were him polishing different parts of his game to be the the complete player that I think he can be if he kept working on certain things. But considering he had two knee injuries in both of his uh, first years for playing for Pitt, it's understandable that he wants to try and get paid now before he suffers another knee injury that might be more significant and derail his career. But... What happened in what's happening right now in the NBA scouting combine? They play their games where you know they get to go up against other guys in in the, in the combine. And Justin Champagne in the first game that he played uh, did pretty well. You know, didn't do amazing, but you know showed the talents that made him a pit star. And for one, he got a double double. Um, 
And uh, in fact, he was, I believe, one of two guys in this in this in the in this game to get a, a double double. That being Josh Christopher, another forward. But uh, he had 11 points and he had uh, 12 rebounds, which was really impressive when you consider you know you're going up against all these other guys that are trying to prove their point, try to also make the make the NBA. And I mean, that's really who Justin Champagne has been for Pitt hoops. I mean, you go and you look at. Um, you look at what he's been able to put together and what he was doing for Pitt basketball, especially when they were on fire. I mean, he was Mr. Double-Double. He had back-to-back 2020 games, which was a, which is an extremely rare occurrence. And in fact, one of the few guys to pull that off is another Jeff Capel player, Blake Griffin, who was with him in Oklahoma. But that's who Justin Champagne is. He goes and gets rebounds, he fights, he scraps, and he gets tough baskets. He takes it to, he takes it to the well. You know, he also shot five of six from free throws. Shot three of nine from the field, 0 for two from three pointers. And I guess he showed I mean that that is who Justin Champagne has been for Pitt. I'm just concerned for Justin because as a fellow Pitt alum. I look at I look at his situation. I'm like, man, I don't know what an NBA team might be, you know, might might be looking at in that situation because they're like, look, man, you're not a three point shooter yet. You know, you're a good rebounder. You can score, but the thing is, in the NBA, almost everybody can score. Heck, everyone in the G League can score in the NBA. You know, there's a there's a quote from the uh, the Lakers player Alex Caruso, who says, "In the G the G League is full of guys who want to be CEOs." He's like, but I went to be to learn how to be the janitor. Everyone wants to learn how to be the CEO, but I wanted to learn how to be the janitor. And Alex Caruso, of course, made it from the G League to the NBA. And that's where. I think a, a lot of young players in basketball get lost in the sauce because AAU basketball and the the way that players come up, they're taught like, hey, you need to learn how to be the star because if you're the star, you'll get picked for your D1 program. If you're the star of your D1 program, you'll get picked into the NBA. You get to the NBA, you'll be the man. You'll be, you'll be a millionaire. And I get thinking that way initially. But when you get to college basketball, you got to learn to adapt to what your coach is telling you. Even outside of Champagne, a perfect example, Ithiel Horton. I've talked about this on the show. I'm sure Ithiel Horton, when he played growing up, he he was a guy, he was the star of his team. That's the thing. Every guy that makes it to this level was a star somewhere in some way. And I'm sure on those teams, he was handling the ball. He was putting up the shots. He was he was uh, driving to the well, creating for the offense because he was going up against other guys that weren't of his caliber most of the time. But when you get to Division One basketball and ACC Division One basketball, you have to your skills have to be the refined of the refined. And if the Hortons just aren't in a lot of respects, but he is still an outside shooter. And that's why Jeff Capel all season long, and I covered this, I wrote about this all season long. You know, Jeff Capel was like, Ithiel, stop trying to bring the ball up the court. Because when that whenever they got a turnover, he would call for the ball and he would take it up the court. And they're like, he's like, Ithiel, that's not what I want you to do. You're a shooter. Go in the corner, work, work to get the open shot, we'll pass you the ball then. 
Let Xavier Johnson bring the ball up. Let Femi Wadakali bring the ball up. Let, let Nike Sabande bring the ball up. Those, those guys are specialized in that. You are not. And I, I get it. If your heart wants to prove, I can do all these things. But I do, I, I do... I do see that he started to get it late in the season and uh, his statement that he released when a rumor broke out that he might also be transferring and he said, no, I'm sticking to the program. I believe in what we're working on here. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if he'll starting to get the message, but that's where I'm at with Justin, right? He's going to have to be elite at a role that, that an NBA team wants to get drafted. The scoring's great. He can put the ball in the hoop. He can dunk. He can, you know, hit a couple jump shots. He can work the paint, work the wings. Good. Rebounding is what I think is what really puts him over is that he just consistently works and hustles to find the right spot to get the rebound. And that's how many times that he was able to uh, to keep to keep a keep a possession alive or keep Pitt alive in, in, in those situations and then step up in the big moments. Those are all really good things. But again, when I, when I see him missing the three-pointers, when I see him shooting three of nine, not as efficient with the ball, that's where I'm like, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure if an NBA team is going to jump all over him. I mean, he's got to be a second-round pick at this point. But, I mean, you know, a lot of the projections had him outside of the draft entirely just going through this undrafted. But we'll see if he if, if if that stays the case. You never know. I admit that I am not the M- NBA draft guru the way I am the NFL draft guru because I do I know my, I know my NFL draft stuff. I, I can pick out players and pick up things and and have a better gauge of where guys are going to go and what teams will fit. NBA draft not as I'm not I'm not that guy. But I can tell you what I've learned, what I've hear heard other people talking about, and what I do observe that puts it all together so keep an eye out for justin champagne we're about a month and two days out from the nba draft where hopefully he will be the next pit panther drafted uh speaking of pit panthers check out uh cam johnson former pit panther that transferred to north carolina in the kevin stallings era he's in the he's in the uh the western conference finals with the suns doing some damage that's a pretty fun team to watch all good things there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a new coaching hire that brings back a familiar face and an attitude from Jeff Capel that I think Pitt fans will like. We'll talk about all that right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on the H2P Podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter talking pit hoops on this Sunday, June 27th. Remember, you can listen to this podcast on our DKPittsburghSports.com platform. Um, anywhere podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Remember, rate us five stars with a positive comment. But picking up where I left off, and really we're changing subjects here. Pitt did make a a, a coaching a coaching move. Um, they added on uh, Gilbert Brown to the uh, to Pitt staff. He's now the director of player and alumni development. Um. And uh, this was, and if you remember Gilbert Brown, which I'm sure you do, Pitt fans, he was part of that last great push in the Jamie Dixon era. Well, not even the last, the great push in the Jamie Dixon era. Um, He played from 2006 to 2011. Um, Started a little bit for the 07-08 team. On the the great 08-09 team that made the Elite Eight, he was a bench guy. Played in 32 games. Averaged like, you know, 19 minutes a game or so. You know, only averaged like 5.4 points. Averaged three re- like around three rebounds a game. But at the same time, he was a good role player to have on the bench. Behind Sam Young, DeJuan Blair. Uh, behind LeVance Fields and that whole team. And then eventually, he earned his way up to be a starter. Starting all 34 games uh, for the team in 2010-2011. Um, his last two years, he averaged double digits in points, averaging 10.7 points in 2009 and 11.3 points in 2010. And so you know, he, this is a guy, he was, he's from that era. He knows what it's like to be on a team that made the, um, he knows like it's like to be on a team that made the Elite Eight to be ranked number one. They're the last team that that won a Big East championship. The last team that won uh, that, that ever got ranked first as a as a number one seed in the tournament. And Jeff Capel's happy to have him. So congrats to Gilbert Brown getting the spot back with his old program. But that's only part of what I wanted to talk about in this segment. Because Jeff Cable tweeted out he's ex- how excited he was to have Gilbert Brown. But he also tweeted out a little cryptic tweet. It was just a picture of like, you know, of a, of, of a quote. I'm not sure, honestly, who said this quote. But on June 24th, which I believe was Thursday, he tweeted out these words that just, it was simple. It said, people left and the house was falling apart. Not knowing I was tearing it down to build a mansion. I just wanted to see who was going to grab a hammer. Cryptic tweet. But I think it's cool because I think Jeff, Pitt needs to see that swagger from Jeff Capel. Because Jeff went through it this year. Before the season even ended, he lost two of his two of the best recruits of his first first ever recruiting class to the transfer portal. Lost five guys total, three starters. 
than his best player who didn't leave in the transfer portal, and he was the best player on the team, declared for the NBA draft. I mean, and on top of the, the collapse that Pitt basketball had at the end of last season, it was just, I mean, that's, that's, that's taking punch after punch after punch after punch. But here he is, still building, still landing four-star recruits like Juna Mintz, and still speaking with confidence about where this program's going to be. And oftentimes he's right. You know, those moments of adversity when everything's going wrong with you. And this doesn't apply just to basketball or sports. It applies to everything. When things are like that, take note of the people that come to help you. Take note of the people that are like, hey, I got your back. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened here with Jeff Capel. He noticed like, man, like this was if there was a time to bail on him, this was it. I mean, there was plenty of fans i mean I, I i was fighting them off in all the comments sections on dkpittsburghsports.com it's like oh man this is terrible jeff's gotta go and i wouldn't say all the comments section because there was a lot of people in those comment sections also saying hey man jeff's got the jeff's inherited a rough situation the pandemic's going on give him a break a lot of people heard my messaging and were you know resonating with that but still that's a lot of pressure to go under and Jeff, he was a lot. He was under a lot of pressure at Oklahoma. He, he talked about how he had a, his last season. He knew he wasn't going to be there the next year, and how tough that was to stomach. But here he is, after all those trials and tribulations, and after all those challenges and things going on, and he's like, "I, I see who stepped to me. I see who stepped, who, who got behind me and started working with me." First and foremost, I think he's talking. About, I think that that's a that's a that's a a, a a note for Heather Like, because never has she wavered from Jeff Capel being the guy for Pitt basketball. And we asked about it, like, hey, like you know, it was a rough end of the season. A lot of players left in the transfer portal. You know, what's your confidence in Jeff? And she was like, we're very confident in him. She talked about there were team chemistry issues that kind of were out of his control because of the pandemic, but you know. They believe in him. And even if they didn't, that was still what they have to say. But the way that she said it, and I wrote about that you know, months ago when she did speak back in March. The way that she said it was convincing to me that like, oh, no, no, no. they We still know that Jeff can be the guy. And frankly, this could be a big sort of building building block for this for this program if you pay a lot of attention you know that one of the one of the idioms one of the phrases that jeff likes to use a lot is brick by brick and building that way because when he got to pit he you know made the whole wall and you know you got to put your name on a brick and put it in the wall to build up the wall to make it something that you know the the the, the players can you know, look at and be inspired by and something that'd be like a good metaphor for the team. Because really, that's what he's doing. He's, he's building from the bottom up because Kevin Stallings left him nothing. In fact, the only player that was left over this past year from the Kevin Stallings era was Terrell Brown, who was the backup center, who was only even playing because John Hugley couldn't play most of the season. But Jeff sees all of that. And now the players have seen it too. Femi Udakale, Nike Sabande, Ithia Horton, William Jeffress, John Hugley, Noah Collier. All these guys that are part of this future 
especially those young guys I mentioned, like like the Femi Otakali, the William Jefferson, the Noah Collier, the, the John Hugleys. I mean, those are all the freshmen I just named that were on the team this past year. They're like, wow, we just saw everything go through all this craziness, all this turbulence, and we're still standing here. Coach is still standing here. There's a chance that when you when you forge bonds through those type of moments, when you're the guy that picks up the hammer and gets to rebuilding with your coach, that's how you get stronger. That's how you learn to endure the tough moments in the future. And that's how your foundation is stronger to get you better moments in the future. Build that mansion brick by brick. So, interesting stuff from Jeff there. I'm sure Pitt fans want to see that come to fruition. We'll keep you posted with more recruiting news. Remember, they got two more scholarships for this year's programs that are still that can still be gotten. And then uh, they have, they did have their first recruit in Judah Mintz, which I talked about on last week's show, uh, the combo guard from Washington, D.C., uh, who uh, looks looks like a, a, a promising four-star guy. So you can read my work on DKPittsburghSports.com about him. You can listen to the last com- podcast where I talked about him and the importance of the combo guard position. But we got all that great content for you there on that and more at DKPittsburghSports.com. We're covering Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, whatever you want, Pittsburgh. We got it in Pittsburgh sports. Thanks again for listening to the H2P Podcast. Be sure to rate us five stars with a positive comment. Remember to download us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, and anywhere else podcasts. Our host, again, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Be back in the ears very soon right here on this podcast platform.